Welcome to your chatter, the stuff that matters. This is episode seven. Ah, it's Vicky Midwood here, folks. I am the alcohol addiction and disordered eating eliminator. And this episode is quite an important one, I feel, uh, for what's happening around us at the moment in this whole era of change. I'm talking about why it's up to you how hard you make change. Now, for some of you, you may feel that I'm having a bit of a dig uh, or having a go at you, and you may feel triggered in some way um, about some of the stuff that I'm going to cover. So if anything to do with body image or alcoholism or addiction is uh, is something that you think is going to trigger you, then perhaps this is not the episode for you. I do tend to talk about most of these things in, in most of my episodes, folks. So if you are a regular listener, you know that I'm not going to go into massive detail, but it's better to be safe and let people know. So why have I titled this, It Is Up To You, How Hard Change Is? Well, it's simply this. I've got quite a number of, of new clients at the moment, and it's always exciting starting a journey with a new client um, because I know how they can change and what the journey is probably going to look like for them uh, because I've done this for many years. I've helped my clients with alcohol and, and disordered eating issues. But here's the thing, they haven't had that experience before. They've only had experiences of trying to do it themselves or trying to do it with a different skill set and without the knowledge that I am going to end up sharing with them. But obviously, like anything that we do in life, I can't give anyone all of the tools all in one go because it's way too overwhelming. And if I just threw a massive basket of tools at people, A, they wouldn't know which one to pick, but B, they would just kind of run away because it's just, it's far too much for our brain to cope with. And that's what I'm gonna touch on today because for so many of us, we have this underlying story that change is hard. And change is only hard if, you don't have some important things in place before you decide you're gonna make some changes. All of us have managed to change throughout lockdown. When change is forced upon you, when you have no option but to adapt, we get on with it and we do it. But when change is something that we are making a conscious decision about and we're opting into it there is always going to be fear that we're not going to be able to do it and it's usually based upon our own past experiences because that is all your brain has to go on it can only go by what it already knows what it's already experienced as what it's learned it could be that it's not experienced it personally. It could be that it's seen it on a film or a documentary, or it could be that it's heard somebody explain in detail about things being a certain way, and it takes that on as being fact. Now, I'm specifically talking about your brain and not you, because your brain is inside of you, but your brain is not who you are, right? It's a, it's a tool like anything else. 
And what I want us to really kind of focus on is that when you are telling yourself that change is hard, and yet you're also telling yourself that you want to change, what you're really saying is, I want to change, but I don't want it to be hard, which is what everybody wants when it comes to changing, right? Nobody opts for, oh yes, let me have the hardest option possible, please. Uh, let me make it so difficult that I'm gonna struggle all the way through to get the results. Nobody is gonna opt for that. But one thing that people tend to forget when it comes to change, doesn't matter what change it is, whether it's forced or whether it's by choice, there is going to be discomfort. There is going to be times when it's not going to feel that great. And that is normal. Now, it's how you respond to that feeling that is what makes it hard or not. Because if you choose to stay focused on how awful you are feeling and how much it is uncomfortable and you don't like it, then that feeling and that sensation of uncomfortableness and dislike is going to expand and grow. Because the more you focus on something, the bigger it will grow. So if you're focusing on how hard it is and how much of a struggle you're finding it and how uncomfortable this feels, it's gonna feel even more. You have a choice. Or you can go, yeah, do you know what? This is uncomfortable and it's not very familiar and I don't like it very much, but it will pass. And as you can let that go, then you will find that it is nowhere near as hard to change things as you think. So it's absolutely a choice about how you respond to what you are feeling or experiencing. And one of the best things that you can do is understand that your brain is driving you to want to stay with the current routines and habits that you have. It is not your conscious willpower. It is not you being contrary or being in some way uh, self-sabotaging because you are saying one thing that you don't want to continue with your current habit, that you don't want to keep binge eating, that you don't want to keep not going to bed early enough so that you don't feel like crap the next morning. It's not that you're doing it on purpose. It's that you have created some routines and some habits over time that your brain is very safe and very comfortable with. And what we need to remember is that your reptilian brain, the oldest part of your brain, is the one that has really two things on its mind, right? So you're staying alive and surviving and you making sure that you procreate so that the species also stays alive, right? That's all it cares about. It wants you to stay alive and it wants you to be safe. It does not want you to be stressed. It does not want you to die. So if anything makes you feel uncomfortable, right, or, if, or you feel unfamiliar with it, change those two words for stress, right? And when your brain is experiencing stress, it thinks that you are absolutely in mortal danger. It thinks that you could potentially die, get wiped out. So your brain doesn't want you to experience stress. So what does it tell you to do very loudly and very powerfully? Go back to what you know. 
Do what feels comfortable, do what feels safe, because then I can relax and know that you're going to be okay and that you're going to survive. What you have to know is that that is your brain's default system, right? And it will always go back to that. This is why people find it so difficult to make some changes because they're not ready with an action plan, with the language that they can talk to themselves in their own heads with, to remind themselves that this is just the brain's survival mechanism and this discomfort will go if they stop focusing on it and stop hanging on to it. Now, what tends to happen with a lot of my clients is I give them tools very early on. Um, in fact, in the first week of working with me, they get some practical tools to help to change their patterns. And what a lot of people do is they don't utilize them. Okay, they've got them there and they go, oh my God, yeah, that's so simple, I can do that. But when it actually comes to it, they don't. And when I asked them the following week, did they utilize those tools? Did they answer the questions? Did they put pen to paper and write them down? The ones who are more successful at reducing the amount of times that they pick up and binge or pick up a drink are the ones who have actually put in the effort of printing out the worksheets, putting the pen to paper and doing the stuff. The ones who have just read it and kept it all in their heads, right, and then don't have that experience that we all get when we put pen to paper and write words. It's a, word, it's a way of programming your brain. It's a way of getting information to stay in there. For those of you who are as old as me, when we used to copy down notes from a blackboard, because that's how we were taught, it was a way of getting that stuff in your head. And then when you repeated it out loud, it was a way of it sticking in your head. And it works, right? It's, it's a way that all of us as human beings know, there is tons of research that shows that it's much more powerful to write stuff down on a piece of paper with a pen. And it's much more powerful if you can then read that, whatever you've written back in your own head and then read it a third time out loud. If you wanna remember stuff and if you want it to stick in your brain and if you want to be able to pull on it and utilize it quickly when you need it, then that's the process. Just reading some stuff and going, oh yeah, I'm gonna answer that question in my head and I'll remember it. No, you won't. You will not remember it when you need it. And this is why when I talk about doing the work, this is exactly what I mean. Actually sitting down, printing out sheets and putting pen to paper and reading through it and then speaking out loud what you have just written. That is the stuff that will help you to make change so much easier than you perceive it to have been in the past. The other thing that I want to say about change is that look back on all of the things that you have already changed in your life, whether they were forced changes, whether they were circumstance driven, whether they were conscious options that you made, not any single one of those changes was instantaneous and felt immediately comfortable and familiar. You would either have to remind yourself to do that thing 
on a daily basis until it became automated or you would have to focus on the bigger picture i.e the result the outcome that you were going to get if you kept doing the thing rarely do i know anyone who has made any kind of change in their life at all where it has not at some points felt a little bit weird a little bit unfamiliar and uncomfortable but because their reason for doing it was forefront and center of brain they were able to say it's not going to last you will just get through this carry on doing it the more you do it the easier it becomes and you all know that the more you do anything the easier it becomes if you've been in your current job for more than five or six years you know that there are parts of that job that you can do now with even without even consciously thinking about them they are so automatic but when you first stepped into that position that wasn't the case you had to learn everything everything was new everything had a system and a way of being done that perhaps was different to what your current experience was so you had to remind yourself that it was done in a certain way we've all been through that experience whether it's learning a new language whether it is going to a new job whether any any skill at all whether it's getting married and and knowing how to run your own house if it's the first time that you've left home whether it's going and backpacking around the world and learning how to communicate and and get on with people all of those things you have adapted to and you have changed why because it was in your best interest to do that now when it comes to health when and health changes particularly we somehow feel that we want to put up this barrier and that, and that it should just be a walk in the park so ask yourself where has that thought come from why do you expect changing your lifestyle the things that you do on a daily basis to be a walk in the park because you created those habits you you should be able to just suddenly switch them off no because your brain doesn't work like that for the very reasons that i've told you the reptilian part of your brain the oldest part of your brain is going to say oh no don't do that that's really uncomfortable go back to what's familiar go back to what you know then I'm safe. So you need to be smarter than your reptilian brain and override it so that you can make change as easy as it can be. And one of the things that I always say to all of my clients, no matter what health issue we're looking at working on, you have to come from it from a point of curiosity. Getting to know yourself like you have never, ever known yourself before is the journey I take my clients on because so many of us think we know ourselves on a deep level, we absolutely don't. There are bits of us that have been molded by other people's beliefs, by what we've seen, by social conditioning, and we have bought into it not knowing that we have until we start to really look at what we think to really look at what we truly feel about things. And some of the stuff that you discover about yourself, you might not like, but hey-ho, we're not perfect, we're human beings, and we will have thoughts, and we will have conditioning that actually is buried deep in there that we don't actually believe and resonate with anymore. 
And we may be pretty horrified that that stuff's lodged in our brain, but that's to do with the life that you live and the experiences that you have had in the environment that you have been born into. And you now have choice. You have the choice to make changes. You have the choice to look at rewriting your moral code. You do have the choice to get rid of beliefs that do not serve you. Does that mean that they've suddenly disappeared out of your brain forever? No, it does not. It means they will still be in there. But then when they pop up, you can go, hang on a minute, it's a load of codswallop. That is so not true. And yet, and yet you're still there. But hey, I'm just going to go. Thanks for reminding me that I don't need to take any notice of that particular belief anymore. And that is it. Right. You have a conversation in your own head with your own brain. And that is how you take control of change. It is as hard as you want to make it. You can fight those thoughts. You can tussle with your language in your own head, if you wish. The only person who's going to end up struggling from that is going to be you. The one thing that I want to finish on is to just remind you that if you are working with anyone, whether it's a business coach or it's a health coach or any kind of coach or mentor who is helping you to do things differently, to work things out, to, to propel yourself forward, to feel better, to do better, whatever it is that, that is driving you to want to change. One of the things that you have to really take on board is that person who is helping you is only the facilitator. They are never, ever going to be able to do the work for you. They cannot make the changes for you. They are not going to sit down and print out the paperwork for you and put their pen to paper because then it would be their journey and not yours. And if they are your mentor and coach, I can guarantee you they've already been through their journey and are still no doubt working on it because we all are. So if you think by signing up to a program to work with somebody, whether it's a group program, whether it's a one-to-one -one program, or if you think that buying a book or buying into a video series is somehow going to be the answer, no. It's a great start, right? You've found somebody to help you. You've found something that is going to be helping you in a way that works with you, whether it's audio, video, a group, one-to-one, -one, whatever it is. But you still have to do the work. And I see it so many times. People tell me, oh, I've bought the book. Okay, but have you read it? Have you done the exercises that are written in it that it tells you to do at the time that it tells you to do them? Well, no. Just buying into something does not mean that you will now miraculously change just because you put that wish out there in the universe. You have to put in the effort and you have to put in the work. But you can choose how hard or how much fun you want to have with it. And I encourage all of my clients who work with me to come at it from a childlike perspective of let's get curious. Let's see what I am capable of. Let's see what I can actually achieve. Let me see how I do manage to deal with those feelings of discomfort. Let me just discover how many days it takes before they start to dissipate 
And then how many days is it before they disappear completely? And guess what? In the space of less than two weeks, I'm already comfortable with doing that thing that when I first did it, I thought it was awful and I'd never get comfortable with. That's the fun part of it. Because all of us, and me included, are much more capable of making so many changes that we actually want to. We can follow our dreams because we can do whatever we decide to get curious about doing. And then when you've had a go at it and you've had another go at it and you've had another go at it and you go, hey, do you know what? I'm doing this now. Look at me. Remind yourself it wasn't a comfortable sensation or feeling to start with but it changed. So when it comes to the next thing that you need to change, you can remind yourself of that pattern and know that it will pass and you can get through it. If you choose to, and if you stop focusing on the struggle and how hard it is and stay focused on why you want to make those changes in the first place. I hope that's helpful for you folks. If you want to get in connection with me, please do. I'd love to have a chat and get to know who is listening to my podcast. You can find me over on LinkedIn and Facebook. I am Vicky Midwood on both of those. You can find me on my business page on Facebook, which is The Addiction and Disordered Eating Eliminator. You can also book an appointment to actually have a chat with me if you want to via my website. And it literally on the homepage, you can scroll down and there's a button near the bottom that just says yeah let's have a chat just book an appointment and I'd love to say hi and get to know what is going on for you and your health remember folks change can be fun it does not have to be hard it is down to you to do the work but I am absolutely delighted to help you if you would like me to thanks for listening and have the rest of a great day